Today is Monday, October 11th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we've got champions for the All-Stars, Lucas, and Silver Crown Series. David Gravel keeps chopping down at Brad Sweet's Outlaw Points lead, but why that doesn't matter. Results from Super Dirt Week and a lot more. Before we get going, if you'd like a free and easy way to support what I'm doing, you can subscribe and follow the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you watch or listen. You can also follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And DirtTracker.com is home to a bunch of cool dirt racing content. Now, let's do this. The final two nights of the season for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series in Central Pennsylvania are in the books. And a bit surprisingly, neither race at Port Royal was won by an outlaw or posse team. On Friday night, it was Kerry Madsen emerging from a several-week break to bag the victory. He kept Logan Schuhart at bay in the early going and then held off a late charge from Lance DeWeese right at the line to score his third outlaw win of the year. DeWeese, Anthony Macri, Donnie Schatz, and Brent Marks completed the top five. Schuhart was good early and I think had the speed to challenge Madsen, but contact with the sideways Kurt Straub ended Schuhart's night. He went to the work area but ran out of time to get repairs made to his car before time in the work area ran out. It also wasn't a great race for points leader Brad Sweet, who had a flat tire under the same caution as Schuhart and ended up 14th. On Saturday night, a future full-time outlaw, Spencer Baston showed what's possible for him and that CJB Motorsports team. They started on the pole and led all 30 laps to take a dominating victory. It was Baston's second outlaw win of the season. David Gravel, Schatz, Madsen, and Jacob Allen were the rest of the top five. Baston continues to show rapid improvement this year, and I think the future is bright for Heat and CJB. He'll definitely need to focus on consistency in the future, but there's no doubt he has the talent to win on any given night. And that CJB5 car is a good-looking car now with that new paint scheme. As for the Outlaw Championship picture, Gravel gained more ground on Sweet Saturday with Sweet's fall from 5th to 12th in the final results. Headed to Lakeside Speedway on Friday, the gap between the t top two is now 92 points. With the way Sweet always struggles in Pennsylvania, it's not shocking to see Gravel close up, but I honestly think Gravel needed to do a little bit more, especially last weekend at the Grove, to really make this a fight. 92 points is about 46 positions, so with five features still to go, that means Gravel still needs to beat Sweet by more than nine positions per night the rest of the way. Even if Gravel wins out, Sweet can average about a ninth place result in the final races and still take the title. This will definitely be a talking point over these next couple of weeks, but I still think this is done. I still think Sweet is your 2021 Outlaw Champion. As for the posse drivers this weekend, it wasn't a terrible showing. DeWeese, Macri, Marks, Lucas Wolf, Freddie Raymer, and Danny Dietrich were all top 10 runners Friday, while DeWeese, Marks, and Logan Wagner were all in the top 10 on Saturday. No wins and no top five finishers on Saturday night shows, though, that there's still a gap to be closed by the PA regulars. As I mentioned before, the Outlaws are back in action on Friday. The 2021 All-Star season came to a close over the weekend at Fremont Speedway. It was supposed to be two nights, but Friday's racing was lost to a very wet facility. On Saturday night, we got to see Tyler Courtney crowned series champion, which was obviously no surprise. He'd been running away with this thing all summer long. He closed out the year with an 8th place finish, and it was wild to think that it was his first top 10 finish in more than a month with the series. Between Port Royal, Williams Grove, Lincoln, and Eldora, Courtney went 6 races in a row finishing outside the top 10. In the, in, uh, in the end, though, it just didn't matter. His epic run from Tri-City Raceway Park on May 2nd through Attica on September 4th was absolutely unmatched by his All-Star competition, and that four-month span is basically what won him the championship. 
In the 35 races between May 2nd and September 4th, Courtney had all eight of his 2021 wins, 19 podium finishes, 25 top fives, and 33 top tens. The only two finishes outside the top 10 were an 11th at Fremont on June 12th and a 12th at Attica on September 3rd. In 53 total races in 2021, Courtney had eight wins, led 234 laps, had 27 top fives, and 40 top tens, an average finish of just a tick higher than 7th, an average feature start of about 8th, a total feature plus minus of plus 55. He had 14 heat race wins, 4 dash wins, made 35 out of a possible 50 dashes, and was overall quick time on 5 different occasions. The All-Stars recognized the champion based on owner's points, so in the end, Clausen Marshall topped Book Motorsports and Justin Peck by 218 points in the standings. Sam McGee Motorsports was third with several drivers, Rudine Racing fourth with Corey Eliason, and Vermeer Motorsports completed the top five in all-star points this season with Hunter Schoenberg. In Saturday night's final series race of the year, Cole Macedo slipped past early leader Cap Henry on lap 27 and drove away through lap traffic to the win. It was Macedo's first ever series win in 24 appearances. Henry, Peck, Schoenberg, and Eliason completed the top five. A side note about Macedo and his Ray Brooks racing team. If you're a young driver out there looking at teams for the future, I don't know how you don't have Mike and Steven Linder on your list of people to drive for. They helped develop Carson Macedo, who's now a legit title contender with the Outlaws. Buddy Kofoid then came from California, won a track championship, I believe, at Fremont, and is one of the brightest young stars in the sport between sprint cars and midgets. And now you've seen what they're doing with Cole Macedo. Multiple race wins this year, including now an all-star victory. Their track record is just incredible over the last several years. Congrats again, though, to Tyler Courtney and his Clausen Marshall team on their championship. Speaking of champions, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series title was wrapped up by Tim McCready over the weekend in Georgia. Finishes of fourth and third meant he left the weekend with a 520-point lead over Hudson O'Neill. And with just the Dirt Track World Championship left, McCready has officially clinched his first ever Lucas Championship. As for the races at Dixie and Rome, it was a home state sweep for Jonathan Davenport. He led all 50 laps on Saturday at Dixie and slipped past Jimmy Owens just past halfway on Sunday at Rome. The wins for JD were his 7th and 8th Lucas wins of the year, and he now leads all drivers in wins on the season. Brandon Overton, Chris Madden, McCready, and Earl Pearson Jr. were all top five runners on Saturday, while Overton, McCready, Cal Bronson, and Ricky Thornton Jr. completed Sunday's top five. Even though the championship over, uh, is over at this point, there's still some business to settle this upcoming weekend. Saturday night's Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Raceway Park pays $100,000 to the winner. And that event will certainly take center stage with the Outlaws off and racing seasons across the country is starting to wind down. Brandon Shepard is the defending race winner and you should see a healthy field of cars this coming weekend with last year's event drawing north of 60. We'll have more on the Dirt Track World Championship later in the week. USAC National Midgets lost their Friday show at Wayne County Terrain, but they did get to race on Saturday night at Tri-State Speedway in Hobstadt, Indiana. Championship battle here is still incredibly tight between Chris Windham and Buddy Kofoid, but Windham was able to get a little breathing room on Saturday night with the West Coast looming. In the feature, Kofoid started third and was battling inside the top five when dis uh, disaster struck right before halfway. He tangled with Cannon McIntosh and Thomas Mesrol and ended up uh, flipped over on the front stretch. His Keith Coons team was able to get him back rolling again, though, and they recovered to a ninth-place finish. That kept Kofoid's top 10 streak alive at 14 straight races. Unfortunately for him, though, Wyndham was on the move, starting 14th and ending up with a 5th-place finish. 
With nine nights still to go, Wyndham extended his advantage to 13 points. Out front, Kevin Thomas Jr. led the first 24 laps from the second starting position, but Timez ran him down from 7th and took the lead on lap 25. Meserol drove away to his second hopstop win in his last three races there. KTJ finished 2nd, Justin Grant hard charged from 17th to finish 3rd, Pulsetter Dazen Pursley was 4th, and like I said, Wyndham was 5th. USAC Med uh, National Midgets go quiet now for the next month before their final stretch of races out west begins at Arizona Speedway on November 12th. Stay tuned, though, because this championship battle is far from over. One USAC title that is over, though, is with the Silver Crown Series. That group entered Sunday's finale at Toledo with just one point separating leader Cody Swanson and second place Logan Seavey. With the final race being on pavement, though, that very much favored Swanson, and that advantage is exactly what played out over the day. Swanson took the pole in qualifying by nearly two-tenths of a second over Justin Grant, and then he led every circuit of the 100-lap race from the pole to earn his fourth Silver Crown win of the season and clinch his sixth career Silver Crown championship. The day, though, wasn't without drama. Late in the going, Swanson got caught up in a mess with some lap traffic and ran the final 13 laps with a hole in the nose and a bent front axle. The damage wasn't enough to slow him down, though. Behind the winner, Bobby Santos, Brian Tyler, David Byrne, and Davey Hamilton Jr. completed the top five. Challenger Logan Seavey ended up 10th after starting from the 12th position. Championship was quite the feat for Swanson, who ended up not even running all of the races. It's the first time since Jimmy Sills in 1994 that the Silver Crown champ did not have perfect attendance. Congrats to Swanson and his team on the title. Super Dirt Week at Oswego wrapped up over the weekend, and four different event champions were crowned. In the Dirt Car Pro Stock finale, Chad Jessio led the final 39 laps to take his first win in the 50-lap main event. Jason Casey and Rob Yetman completed the podium, but results are still unofficial pending tech inspection. I believe that's happening today. With the Sportsman Modifieds, Zach Sabaka started deep in the field in 19th, but that didn't stop him from grabbing his first win at Oswego in just his third time at the event. He grabbed the $4,000 win over Matt Janzik and Brian Calabrese. On Saturday night in the Salute to the Troops 150 for the 358 Modifieds, it was Stuart Friesen grabbing his first ever win in that race. He'd finished second four, time, uh, four times and is a multi-time winner of the 200, but had yet to capture the 358 main event. He took the lead from Mike Moreska on lap 115 and held on the rest of the way for the win over Matt Williamson and Jimmy Phelps. Moreska was actually second at the checkered, but he was DQ'd following the race for being more than 20 pounds light at the scales. And in Sunday's big 50,000 to win finale, Matt Williamson uh, capped off his incredible week with his second consecutive win in the 200 lap feature. He inherited the lead on lap 151 when leaders Peter Britton and Tyler Dipple made contact and never looked back. Billy Decker, Matt Shepard, Friesen, and Larry White completed the top five. Williamson ended the week with five wins and over $100,000 in prize money. Quite the week there for Matt Williamson at Super Dirt Week. In other weekend late model action, Zach Dome was the $20,000 winner at Richmond Raceway. Frank Heckenass Jr. won the fifteen grand at Fairbury on Saturday. And Devin Moran swept the weekend at West Virginia Motor Speedway. In other weekend open wheel action, Dominic Selzy and Mitchell Moles split the feature wins with the King of the West Sprint Cars at Hanford. Selzy also grabbed the Sprint Car Challenge Tour victory Friday at Hanford. Ayrton Jenneton was a mower win uh, mower winner at Jacksonville, and Roger Crockett and Joe B. Miller grabbed ASCS region wins at Tri-State and Lake Ozark. It's a quiet day on the streaming platforms with just Flow Racing at 24-7 on the docket. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. 
That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.